Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman Flycast for you. Uh, so today, me and Dylan get on the podcast and um, just get rapping about fishing. Uh, we start the conversation talking about steelheading. We had plans to go steelheading this weekend. Uh, I've done really good on these dates before, and um, as I kind of get the rapport and look at the flows and things, it's not going to work out. So uh, I just let it play in its entirety uh, from the beginning, kind of talking about steelheading and how it's not going to work. We kind of cancel our plans, and uh, and then by the end, we make other plans to be fishing this weekend. So um, it's a great podcast. Uh, it's just so easy with my buddy Dylan. Um, he's just got such a passion for fly fishing. Uh, such a, a a student of the game, you know, really trying to learn and being fishy. And so, you know, today we get on, we talk about uh, fishing streamers, we talk about swinging, some new revelations I've found on the hook set on the swing. Uh, we talk about nymphing a bit, and we just talk about being fishy, uh, like what it takes to be fishy. Uh, so it it made for a great conversation. Uh, love doing these with Dylan, and so hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Eastman's Flycast. I'm your host, Brian Barney. Dylan Ness on there. And um, here it is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But now, well, what are you up to? Uh, uh, not too much. Just just getting through my day here. Mondays are always a little bit hectic, trying to figure everything out, where everybody's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Trying to play the weather. Yeah. Yeah. That's no joke. Yeah. Gosh, it, it looks like uh, we're going to get hammered. Uh, tomorrow through Thursday. Yeah, dude, I got some bad news. So I called over to get the report and it's not fishing yet. Dude, I was gonna say that. Uh, I looked the other day. I didn't, I was like, I'm going to totally believe in Brian and just whatever he says goes. But I looked at that, uh, that report, uh, like that. It, It shows you like everybody they check, you know? Yep. And, uh, they had checked like, I don't know, it was like 43 or 53 dudes and, I don't know. It came up to be like one fish per every like 11 hours of fishing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I looked, I was like, hmm, I wonder what the deal is, you know? And then I looked at water temps and it was like 32, 33. Yeah. A lot of years it fishes so good, like in December and January, but just depends on the year and the conditions, you know? I I like the flow of it. It just, um, it's been blowing slush ice. It hasn't even been fishable for like the last 10, 11 days. Um, Oh. You know, and it's supposed to warm up on Saturday, and I think get get rid of the a lot of the slush ice. But you know, it's like dammed up with ice in a couple spots too, and it it's just not going on. You know, they're not catching them. It's um, you know, it may be good like lower on the system or something. I've got a buddy Willie that fishes lower on the system, but I think we just wait until the conditions are right. I mean, that and like the snow, like we talked about roads. I think last time gnarly roads. Like you yeah. want to talk about a gnarly road, like be careful going over Lolo like Jesus that place like is the slickest road on planet earth like the windiest road going down through there so I think we just got to wait till it's right I think I think that's a good call yeah I was gonna wait for you to say something because I was like I don't know the first thing about this this is totally new to me so I was like if if Barney says it's on, I'm going. You know, but I, was, <laughs> but, I, was, I might be I might be reading the complete wrong shit. But no, I I'm, I was looking in the right spot, I guess. Well, thanks for the blind faith, anyways. But yeah, we got to call <laughs> yeah. it. Um, you know, in snowy roads, I don't know. It'd be fun to like join up and do some fishing adventure somewhere. We'll have to just see what the roads are. But forecast around here is pretty decent for Saturday. 
uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Over here, it's a little colder Saturday. I was actually just looking at that. I don't want to screw up this call, but I'll look. But I think, um, yeah, over here, it's cooler. But over, I mean, your direction, I was like, yeah, it doesn't look too bad. And then uh, Monday on over this way looks like spring. God. Yeah, like 30, I mean, 37 to 41 for a lot of those days. So, I mean, um, there'll be some stuff that's fishing for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll be fishing before we know it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And is the uh, and the Madison's fishing anyways, ain't it? Oh, yeah, it's been fishing good. It actually uh, it gorged up all the way up past uh, Burnt Tree. So, like, oh. it starts to freeze at the lake, and then that slush ice starts to come. And when it gets cold, it starts freezing, and it gets to be, well, like like on the banks of the Yellowstone where you see, like, those big six, eight-foot snowdrifts. Like, it starts mm-hmm. to do that with the Madison, just freeze solid. It actually freezes oh, from the bottom up and then gorges all the way. So right now it's gorged all the way past town, uh, up past 8 Mile. Oh, jeez. Yep. Oh, jeez. Gosh, and this is – I mean, God, you were fishing, what, a week, 10 days ago? Oh, my Not God. Even? It was so good. It was so dynamite. There was nobody on the river and, like, uh, just really good wintertime fishing. Like, the off-season on these systems are just so good. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe the size of the trout. Like, I sent you, like, one of those big, hefty rainbows mm-hmm. I caught. And I swear I lost a couple that were bigger than that thing. One at my feet that I fought for five minutes. Oh, God. And and those were on the swing or nymphing? Yeah, so I hooked uh, five on the swing one day and then three on the swing the next day and then um, hooked just about as many or maybe a touch more nymphing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. That, that uh, God, I want to get out and give that, uh, that, that hook set that you're telling me about on the swing. I want to give that a try. Yeah. The, um, like the initial, the initial just bump, you know? Yeah. So it's, like steelhead, when you're swinging, you just swing and then you just let them grab it. And I think the weight of the fish really hooks himself onto that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I found like trout, my hookup on the swing, I, I have a horrible percentage, man. I mean, horrible. Like I'm talking yep. maybe, I, I, I maybe get 20 or 30% of my fish. And it's usually like on big hooks too, like big streamers double hook articulating and i catch 20 to 30 percent of my fish so like i am not being effective on that swing even though i'm getting fish to chase it and grab it like i'm not hooking them as well like it seems like i'll hook them and feel them for a little bit and then lose them they're not even like bumps where it's like oh that was a fish it was like oh i hooked them and i lost them and so yeah i was telling you like i um my percentage started to go up drastically like i I lost a good one on the swing, lost maybe a couple and landed one or something. (laughs) And then um, I had another one eat, and I had so many eats that day. Like five eats on the swing is pretty good, you know, on that on a big sculpin in wintertime. And so, like, I I got another bump out through there in the money spot, and and instead of just letting them eat it, I actually set the hook on it. Like I was ready for it and set the hook and um, hooked that fish and landed them and then proceeded to land like my next – you know, four out of five or five out of six doing that method, you know? So I think I may be on to something. Yeah, no, that's so legit because that, you know, I, I usually swing those smaller sculpin patterns with that. I tie it where that hook is, and it's a size six. It's all the way in the back, like on the tail. You've seen it. Yeah, you gave and, me a couple, uh, man. They're an awesome bug. Yeah, and it seems like some days, because I was always, I was taught to the same way, you know, 
weight, bump, bump, bump. And then the weight of the fish, basically, when they actually grab, grab, you know, basically hooks or uh, sets the hook. But there's been days like you were saying, and I was thinking back when you told me this, there's been days where it's like you kind of just feel it. And as soon as you feel that first bump and you give it a little and your hookup rate goes way up. And I was thinking about that. But maybe for me on some of those days, I was getting, you know, just blind luck, but they were just eating it different. But now thinking about it, how you're setting that hook on that initial grab. There might be something to that with the trout because my hookup rate, too, for the longest time has just been, you know, it's like, oh, there's one, you know, but it's, you don't connect. Or like you said, you rodeo them for a sec. But, yeah, I'm excited to get back out and just try that, that initial grab. Just give it to them a little bit. Man, it's so effective, that swinging. Like I have my that, that spay rod, and you do too. Like we've been spay rod double-handing for these trout, which not many guys do. And that swing is so fun. Like our funnest way to catch fish is like on those big streamers. And it's like a different way to cover the hole. Like you get like a, a big broad inside or you get this big hole. And so then all of a sudden, you know, you're casting like almost at a, a 45 degree down. It's not quite that much across the river, mm-hmm. um, maybe less than that. But just for example say 45 degree probably more like 30 or something you get your cast and you cast all the way across and then you know you swing with a weighted leader and you can get different uh, uh weighted leaders that are have different sink rates but you find the one that's good for the system that you're fishing and then you swing it through there and it just swings through like really deep and like i think um you know it, it even sometimes you know you'll bump bottom or something but you're swinging through really deep and if it does tend to hang up if it's a shallower run or if it gets slower then you start stripping a little bit as it gets closer to you like where it would bump bottom or where it would hang up but then you take two steps down and then you swing that run again so it's like different than nymphing where you get like a nymphing line that you run. It, you like swing it all the way across the run. So those giant like inside corners, it's highly effective. Like I, I just need to keep dialing it in because I think it's a technique that, that hardly anybody's using and that those fish just love to eat and those big fish love to eat. And, you know, I've caught some big fish off it, off my double hander, but I think I can do better yet, man. I think it's a highly effective tactic. I do too. And the the thing that I really like about it is I'll start, you know, I'll start like say in the wintertime because it's usually in the colder weather when I like to swing and it's so I'll start at the very head of the run and uh, work my way knowing that down towards the tail out or yeah, down towards the tail out, the buckets at the end, that's probably where I'll get into fish. But I start at the very beginning and uh, I'll just systematically, you know, like you said, take a step take two step it's it's kind of i kind of gauge it off of you know water temp on how many steps i'll take in between each cast you know if it's really cold like if there's a day where you know that water's in the 37 degree range you know pretty cold to, to chase i'll take one step you know and then work work it and then take one step but the thing when i'm really trying to swing a run where i know fish are held up it's, you know, not necessarily that 40 to 42 degree water that these fish in that system that I really, they start chasing then. I'll really just work it and then I'll start over and I'll either change the, the tip, uh, the sink tip, or I will um, put on a little heavier bug. And uh, it's crazy how many times I've worked through a run knowing, I mean, I mean, there's fish in there. And if you just got to find their depth. 
And so I just totally work the entire column top to bottom until I find them. And it's crazy. I mean, like the last time I was swinging, I was swinging through and it was my second time through. And instead of changing my, because it's, it's kind of, it's not a super deep run and it is a little bit slower and I use a floating um, head on my spay rod. So I just change out the tips and I like running a little bit shorter tips for some of these runs. So I was using a, a, a seven and a half foot. I think it's like a, a set seven inch per second sink. So nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I changed the, the, I changed to a slump buster. And so cone head, you know, it's, it's basically the swing fly that I, I tie, but it has more, uh, head weight. And gosh, as soon as I switched to that, it was like, I just got right in the zone, just boom, boom, just every other cast. It was like, yeah, I was either hooking up or I was feeling bumps. It was so wild, but it was cool because of that first time through, I just must've been up above those fish and they just weren't willing to move for it yet. But once I changed, uh, you know, changed that bug, got down a little deeper, yeah, it was it was game on. It was pretty cool. God, there, there's so many nuances to it, isn't it? Like just fine tuning mm-hmm. your fishing techniques, and whether that's nymphing or swinging or streamer fishing. And two, like I think where I need to use it more is like out of the boat. Like, um, you know, I I love that up and behind the boat and bringing back in. But I think. Um, you know, it's like uh, having different tools in your toolbox. So going down in a drift boat, I, I think a lot of times, too, swinging those runs, you'll get bites, you know, to where, you know, not quite throwing at a 90-degree degree angle to the bank, like almost casting downstream, and then swing it for a little ways before I strip it back in, and just mixing things up. You know, you're always mixing up your cast, and you're mixing up your, uh, you know, your strip, whether it's slow, whether it's fast, whether it's big and long, uh, with the pauses in it, but also, um, you know, swinging that bug around a little bit more. I think that's something that I could uh, really, really add to my repertoire to to really help pick up more fish because, man, they like to eat it on that swing. I've sight fished for um, rainbows before. Like, um, I've got this good spot where these rainbows are in there, and I'd sight fish them with nymphs and things and um, almost like New Zealand style, like see them in there and, and nymph for them. And, um, and then I'd, I'd take a streamer out there and it's wild. Like I could hardly get those rainbows to chase it, to come after it. But if I could swing it right in front of their face, they couldn't help but eat that thing, you know? And Mm -hmm. it was amazing. The, the size difference, like I could sit there and nymph for fish and catch some good ones, but man, that streamer, it just hunts for the biggest fish in there. Just like the, the biggest ones you want to catch, you know? So um, I definitely think there's something to it, you know, to that swing and getting that bug down to him, man. It's um, it, it's an art, like all of it is. Yeah, no, it's no kidding. And and like you said, <clears throat> for some reason, I've found on a lot of these systems around me, those big rainbows. I don't catch a lot of them on the strip, but on the swing, they they just can't help themselves. And it's like the only time I'll ever catch those, you know, 22, 25 inch rainbows is on the swing and it's just it must just be something so natural about that bug covering the water that way on the just a natural swing that uh that just trips something on them and they just can't help themselves but i like what you were saying it's like uh there's so many nuances to to the nymph and you know the streamer fish and the swinging and it's uh you just have to be able to uh dig deep in your toolbox and, and pull it out because it's like perfect example the other day when i was on the bighorn 
you know, when I went in the fly shop, you know, I figured I knew what they were going to be eating, but it wasn't so much that I, I asked the guy, you know, what kind of water are they in? Um, and it's one thing that I learned a long time ago. It's like, not so much because you go in the fly shop and God bless their soul. It's like, yeah, they're going to sell you bugs, but it's like, you, you usually know what they're going to be eating, but it's like, it's more so those guys that spend all day on the river every day. It's like, where are they living? Like where, where are the fish holding, you know? And so it's like, the one thing we had to do is cause we would change, um, you know, the water levels would change. You go through a quick run and then it'd be deep and deep and up. And it's like, we had to move our indicator a lot because those fish were holding deep, but we still wanted to fish through a lot of that stuff. So it's like, you just have to quick slip your indicator down, boom, get back to fishing, you know, slide it back up. And instead of, you know, my one buddy, he was a little bit lazy and didn't do that. And he didn't catch as many fish because he just didn't want to adjust things, you know, didn't want to, you know, when we were swinging, didn't want to change out his sink tip, you know? And it's like, it's the little things that the nuance to all of it, that everybody, you, you start to figure out, but it's like, you just can't be lazy. You got to be able to do it. You just got to take the time, take the 30 seconds, slide your indicator up or down, add a split shot, take one off, you know, change out your sink tip. And it's like, then you're into catching instead of fishing. Dude, you're so right. And it's so wild. Like there is so much to it. You can, you can be fishing next to somebody fishing the exact same stuff and using the similar techniques. And one guy will catch twice or three times as many fish. And some, some days it's just your day, you know, and you are that guy, you know, and your buddy's not or whatever. But, um, you know, even you, you, when you fish with fishy guys, they just tie into a lot of fish. And some, sometimes it's like the, the unspoken things or things you can't even describe. Sometimes, you know, I think it's just like, um, you know, experience, it hones your instincts on the water. And so, you know, your instincts are what you rely upon. And that's, you know, past experiences. And you don't really think about it. You know, it's almost like, uh, like bow hunting, you just kind of react to what you're seeing or what you're doing. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the there's something to being fishy. And it, it's almost like just the more you do it, the better you get at it, you know, but, but you know, you, sometimes you go with a guy and just super fishy and, um, you know, he catches twice as many fish and you're using the same bugs and the same tactics and it's just the way it goes. And there are on and off days. And when you fish with a bunch of good fishermen, you know, you're bound to go fishing with the, those guys and, and especially, <laughs> yeah. you know, like fishing with you, like you, you usually always have a good day, you know, it's like, uh, uh, and, and some days your lights out, you know, but it, it's just, it comes down to experience. Like, uh, that hones like your craft and your skill set. And, um, you know, you can be standing side by side, elbow to elbow, doing the exact same thing. And one guy will catch twice as many fish. He's just fishy. And so like, that's the goal is trying to become fishy. Well, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And the, and the thing is, and, and to become fishy, I think that's where guys, you know, it's like when you're young or when I was younger, say it's like, you want to be one of those fishy guys. Well, the only way to become a little bit more fishy and it, it's, you know, go to the fly shop and talk fishing, you know, go fish better than you. You know, it's like, that's why I like fishing with you and my buddy Dave and stuff. It's like guys that I got a lot of respect for and that I can always learn something too. You know, it's like going out on the water, um, in with someone that is to the same level or or beyond you know and it's not nothing's a competition but it's like you just want to learn and take from experience from someone else it's like that's why i was like so excited to go steelhead fishing with you because it's like something totally brand new i mean i can cast i can cast my spay rod and that's about all i had to the deal i guess i could amend it you know but it's like just to learn and soak in 
all of your knowledge. You know, that's what I mean, when we do get a go, that's what I'm so excited for, because it's like not only is it going to help, you know, catch a steelhead, but it's also going to transpose into, you know, nymphing, nymphing for, you know, trout at home. You know, it might pick up something a little different, but it's like if you want to be fishy, you just have to, you know, not necessarily live and breathe it, but it's like you got to be around fishy dudes, ask questions and, and get into those sort of situations where where you can learn and grow. Dude, it is a level up. Uh, so well said. <laughs> You're right. Like fishing with good guys and just um, fishing with multitude of, of different guys. Like it, everybody has a different personality or skill set. or what, So just like fishing with different good fishermen, like you just pick up something from everybody you fish with, you know. And, and you make mm-hmm. a good point at the fly shops too. There's something to be in social too. And, and – um, not looking for anybody's secret spots, not looking to ruin anybody's water, but but fly shops, you know, those guys they want to sell flies and they're they're always like pretty fishy dudes that are working in there. Usually it's their mm-hmm. life is is fly fishing, you know, and and you go in and you rap with those guys for a little bit and they're willing to share information. Sure they're not going to send you to their best hole or to the but but they're going to tell you what bugs are working, what the fish are doing, where they're holding just like you did. Like you go to a new spot, the first thing you should do is go swing by the fly shop and just see what's up and rap with those guys and if you're nice and you don't go in with an ego or uh mm-hmm. you know they're they're usually going to share good intel with you and, and that goes too for um running into guys on the water too like a lot of these fisheries there's a lot of fly fishermen there and not that you have to ask to see person's flies or but just give them a hey how's it going today or hey how's it doing um, you know, and, and you might get some good intel that'll help you out for that day or for that system, but especially those fly shops, like, um, just being social and asking questions and going in and, and, and nowadays too, like social media as well. There's a lot of good fly fishermen out there and, and you don't want their secret spots or the system they're on, but, but just general information or, Hey, I'm, I'm headed to your neck of the woods. Like, uh, uh, any good flies you recommend or what's a good float there? You know what, you know, like, uh, being mm-hmm. nice and cordial and not trying to, to, to get information from them, but, um, you know, also trying to learn from those guys because they are willing to help. Oh yeah. Yep. No, definitely. And it's, and the other thing too, I was just thinking this as you were saying that it's, you can, like you said, you can learn from everybody and like the perfect example, uh, you know, a handful of years like ago when Trev started fly fishing, it was like, took the time. I mean, obviously he's a good buddy and it's like, go out fish with him, but it was teaching him, I had to, I retaught myself all the, all the shit that I forgot. You know what I mean? Like all the basic, simple and easy stuff, you know? So it's like not only fishing with someone that is, you know, a level up or at your level, but maybe teaching someone else, uh, taking someone else fly fishing, you know, it's like, because then you hear yourself talk about all the little things and all the little things that you forgot. And it's like, even rowing and stuff like that. It's like, it it was, it's wild to think back like, yeah, God, just teaching, say teaching Trev. And now, now Trev's a stud, but it's like, yeah, it's just wild. Yeah. You can learn from everybody in every situation. And, and, you know, to your, to your next point of guys on like Instagram or the fly shop, it's like, when I go into a fly shop, you know, it's like, it's usually somewhere, where I'm not, it's not my, you know, neck of the woods or it's not the water that I usually fish. So it's like, I check every ounce of ego at the door and go in there. Like, I don't know a darn thing because it's like, you go in there and just ask questions and have zero ego and 
you know, nothing, just act like you're a total newbie. It's amazing the amount of information that will get put on you. And it's like, yeah, you might know a lot of it, but it's like, there's always a couple little nuggets in there that are just like it, you know? And you know, where I caught my biggest fish a handful of days ago, it's like the guy, the guy totally just spilled the beans and he <laughs> just like noted, you know, pulled over and I fished that hard and I caught a really nice fish, you know? So it's, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah, totally got to be able, be willing to, uh, you know, just ask questions and, and get out and fish and, and take the knowledge and transpose it to, to the river and, and put it to use and see what works for you. Yeah, you just go in, you just go in humble. You don't got to pretend yeah. anything. You just go in humble. Yeah. And like you say, asking questions and just being a student of the game, like trying to soak up any knowledge that they'll put out there. And they, they obviously have more days on those systems than I do. And I can learn something from anybody. But yeah, it's so important. Uh, that big fish you caught, is that that brown, um, you posted or you sent me the picture of, or is this another one you caught the other day? Uh, that was a different one. Yeah, that was a different one. That brown that I, that I posted and that I sent to you. Uh, that was the last like warm day and that was on a freestone, but, uh, that one was, that was a rough day. That was one of those days that like you would have really appreciated. It was so tough and it was like, just have to stick to the, the guy that I had with me. I was like, dude, we just got to stick to the program. It's like, we might catch one fish, but it's probably going to be a good one. Like we had eight inches of visibility. Like it was brutal. The wind kicked up, started howling. And I was like, we just got to soak up some sunshine, stick to the program, and just smile. And sure enough, uh, yeah, I was like three quarters way through the float, got into this little where this little spring kicked in, and it just gave just enough clarity. And I just, I was lucky enough to be in the front at that point, and that was by design too. But yeah, smoked him, and uh, it was a good one. Yeah, pretty, yeah, it was awesome. Man, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like uh, working hard for them. You just continue. Yep. Like when fishing's tough, you have to continue to fish hard. Like the moment you give in or give up, like you're not going to catch anything. You have to believe. Like it. It yeah. take. You still have to do everything right, even on the bad fishing days, to turn one up. You know. But uh, that that hole that you got the other day, somebody told you or gave you a a good spot yeah. there, and you went there and then caught that big one. Yeah, yeah, so that was on the Bighorn. Yeah, that was on the Bighorn, and that was a, uh, you know, I don't fish it a, a, a lot, and so went in the fly shop, and the, the the guy just told me, he goes, hey, man, right here, these fish have been stacked up, and uh, they're kind of just, and this was, they, they, what, they were sitting basically downstream from where they typically all go spawn, and he goes, they're just stacked up feeding right there, and he goes, if you want to throw streamers, he goes, you have a chance at catching a good one right through there, he goes, make sure you pull over, though because everybody floats over it. And, uh, yeah. So I pulled over and, uh, right off the bat stroked one and I uh, just kind of worked it. And then, uh, I worked it down and I didn't catch anything, but there was a couple nice, like 16, 17 inch fish. And then I worked my way back up to the top and then started picking apart, um, at more of a downstream angle, uh, just working it just a little different, just gridding it out just a little different. And, uh, it wasn't, you know, a dozen casts into it. I saw a piece of water that I had kind of missed on the on the time before, and yeah, he was just sitting there, and it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, 22, 23 inch brown, like, yeah, stout. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was way sweet. But just goes to show, it was if I would have been a goofball in the fly shop, I honest to God probably I wouldn't have floated over him. Like I don't know how people were floating over him, but uh, 
I wouldn't have probably stopped. You know, it didn't look like a spot you could walk out a little bit to. And uh, sure enough, you could walk out there just a little ways and uh, make some casts. And yeah, it was it was pretty killer. But if it just was one of those deals where I gritted it down and uh, restarted and kind of worked it at a different angle because he told me he's like, yeah, he goes, you can try and swing it, swing it through. But he goes, if you throw on a heavier, you know, like I was using a sex dungeon when I caught the big one. Uh, bigger sex dungeon or something and work that thing kind of dredge it he goes they're down in there and sure enough he was he was he led me down the right path <laughs> good on <laughs> you yeah um man I, it was so fire the other day when i was fishing and um i had um you know it's like the devil's in the details sometimes and i was nymphing and nymphing with a i didn't have the hook that i like i had like a smaller hook and gosh, I mean, I lost like a really good one right at my feet. It was like that 22 to 24 that I fought for five oh. minutes. And I, man, I, they were eating so good that day. And, um, you know, I was like, uh, uh, lost a couple on the swing and then lost a few on nymphing. And usually nymphing's pretty rock solid. You know, you get a good hook set on them, you got them. Um, but gosh, those smaller hooks can be tricky. I really like fishing bigger bugs for that reason, just because when you get a, when you get a hook set or get a hook into them, you got them, you know, you're fighting them and then it's up to you. You got, you know, good knots, uh, a good hook that you trust and you're just playing that fish until you get them. But man, the other day, um, you know, you try not to get frustrated because losing fish is just part of it. But boy, when you lose that one, you really want to touch. It's like, <laughs> oh, dang it, you know. And it's the yep. day where they're really eating it. But um, you know, it's just the way it goes. Sometimes I do, I do have the right hooks now, and I've uh, been spending more time on the vice. And um, you know, I've always, um, I've always tied. I tie a lot of different nymphs, and then you know, handful of different streamers that work good for me. But those bigger. Those bigger streamers, God, I've always sucked at deer hair heads, you know, and so like the other day I just sat and tied a bunch of them, you know, uh, watched yeah. some YouTube on it and really got them spinning and full heads and got good trims yeah. with the razor blade on them. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been working on, um, I got some pretty good sex dungeons I turned out that were pretty good, some good olive ones and then um, some other good patterns that I like to tie some barely legals. I really like those. Um, gosh, they seem to one... just be pretty swimmy in the water Mm -hmm. that one rabbit strip one you sent me that thing looks nasty oh that was my go-to yeah back in the day that's all i used to fish Um, had those big dumbbell eyes on it too yep that one fish is really good it fishes good on the strip uh fish is good dead drifting fish is good um on the swing like it's just a great bug and especially for this water around here like those fish just love that one and you you can't really buy it anywhere at least i never see it anywhere like it you know it's like a uh, i love it when it's like your own pattern like an original Mm -hmm. but it's just it's really fishy in the water yeah, no, that's sweet. And what you're saying about YouTube, God, I love get like on these cold days, if I get a little bored, I'll flip on YouTube and just start scrolling through, you know, fly tying videos until I find a pattern that I, you know, haven't tied or that I like that it's like, God, if I put just a little twist on that, like how I like to fish it and tie it, how I would, you know, want to fish it. I love doing that. It's like, I might not tie, you know, some of them are a bust, but half of them work out all right. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, I don't know, my box is about full of every style of sex dungeon a guy could ever want. Like, I've got I've got gallops, like, totally original with a bunch of my stuff that's variations on it. But it's like, every once in a while you find one of those patterns that's just like, 
oh, like, oh, that, that's going to fish if I just, yeah, either tie it how it is or, or switch up just a few things. Like that one I tied the other day has a, that deer hair or deer hair head with a, with a rabbit strip on the back and it has like a sparkle mental flash body. It's pretty sick and God, it swims so good. I just, uh, the other day when I took it out, I couldn't give it, uh, it's full, it's full dude, just because fishing was so cruddy and it's like, God, if I'm going to fish one bug, I got to fish the OG on this thing. But I think it'll fish when we, when we head down South, I think we give it a try. I think it's going to wreck. Oh, I bet you it will. Um, yeah, you like that that green and black. Your OG, which is your tie, is um, sheer sick bug, man. That's caught a bunch of fish for you. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. That one, that one's my go-to. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I think it goes back to uh, you. Just sometimes you got to just fish what you have complete faith in you know it's like if if there's one if a fish is going to eat something this is what he's going to eat and it's it it totally um especially like on tough days say like the the other day when i was having a rough day when you're fishing a bug you believe in. i know we've said this a million times but when you're fishing a bug you believe in you fish it different and you just wholeheartedly fish it you know and you've got to fish it like if you don't hunt your bug, it's like, you're not, you're just not in it. You know, you, you know, strip, strip, strip. It just ain't the same as, you know, really fishing your bug hard. And that, that black headed olive, you know, sex dungeon, something or other it. Yeah. It just fishes. Yeah. It just fishes. And I believe in it. Like there's no tomorrow. There is something about having confidence in a bug. I was, um, I was fishing with Charlie and we were fishing the Madison, which we, you know, we both fish a bunch, you know, and we were going down through and, and, um, he was changing out bugs or putting on this bug and, um, he was putting on this bug and I hate this pattern. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> fish it. It's a, I believe it's a boogeyman and I like, I should never, oh, you know, yeah. all Kellops bugs are great. Like they're, they're a, a pattern for a reason and I should know that. But I always believe like the boogeyman, it's got that mallard flank on it and it seems to like never get down deep for me. So now mm-hmm. I fished this olive boogeyman for a while and I just don't have any confidence in it. So I don't think I fish it very well or I switch off really quick or I use it. Like when fishing slow, I'll put it on to try to catch something or whatever, but I just have no belief in it, you know? And so mm-hmm. like it's gone to the back of my box where I don't even use it. And then I'm fishing with Charlie and the olive boogeyman is his go-to. And then he proceeds <laughs> to catch two fish right in front of me in the same run on that same fly, all because he believes in it and I don't believe in it. You know, you talk about the belief in a fly and how you fish it. Yeah, yeah, and there's just something to it. I used to fish a boogeyman all the time, and I haven't fished one in probably, oh my gosh, six, seven years. It, but you're right, and it's just like you know how to fish it, and I'm sure Charlie just has it down to a T. And it's like, but yeah, it's just so funny. It just goes to show. It's like it, he totally believes in it, and you believe in it, that catches fish. I know it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. there is there is something to that belief in the bug, but yeah, it's it's nice to have like um, different patterns. And last year that um, that yellow did so good for me that I couldn't help but fish that. And um, mm-hmm. and and the the big hole in the spring too fished really good on a tan. Uh, I don't fish a tan that often, and. Um, it was a, you know, it it was um 
going down through just you know trying a different bug and it it wasn't you know black white olive you know pick up a few here and there but that um that tan really worked well but that that yellow was um that produced my biggest fish last year and 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 quite a few big fish like i like that yellow yeah. i don't seem to catch as many on it but the ones i do catch it's like a like a big fish hunter for me yeah, that's what I was going to say. When we fished together last year, whenever you were throwing yellow, it was like it wasn't as many fish, but, God dang, every fish that ate that sucker was 22, 23, 26. It's like, oh, my God, yeah. And it uh, – yeah, that's – I'm kind of the same way. I like fishing – I like fishing yellow for, you know – I don't know. I always think yellow for some reason, and I don't know why, but I just think of big fish, you know. But, yeah, you – you proved that last year. Good Lord, that one you caught early on in the spring. Oh, I would have thrown yellow the rest of the year. <laughs> well, that's why I threw yellow the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, God, the, the other thing I like to do, too, is size down those bugs. It seems like those minis will pick up more fish, and it's still big fish eat them. Like, I, you know, I do believe the bigger the bug, the bigger the fish a lot of times. Like, it hunts for big fish, but I don't know. Some of those smaller patterns... Uh, they just hunt and seem to get more eats, like, and, and sometimes, like, um, it's like a game changer to tie on one of those smaller ones. You'll just light them up on a smaller one, where a bigger one, you're not getting as many eats or as many fish going after it. So I, I really like those small patterns, too. Yeah, yeah, you turn, you turn me on to those smaller ones. I actually started tying a bunch, and I, and I got online, and I bought a bunch, um, because I couldn't find any, um, those smaller dungeons and stuff like that, so I bought a bunch of those, because, I mean, we were having, you and I last year, it was about this time last year, we were having a really good day, and I was throwing bigger bugs, well, then you switched to that, I think it was a small white, and it was like half the size, and you were catching just as big a fish, but more fish, and, uh, ever since then, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, kind of turned me on to that, and I, so I I loaded up with a bunch of those. I can't wait to throw them, but I think you're right. I think, um, it, it's all fish will eat them. You know, it's one of those deals where you're still gonna catch you know a wide range of size fish on those bugs, but I still think those big fish will eat them, especially when it's when it's hot. I mean, God, that one day you caught the 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 three four biggest fish. And it was all on that smaller white bug, and I was throwing that big bug all day. And I mean, you were catching bigger fish than I were, or I was. Yeah, sometimes that mini will do it, won't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and dead drifting that thing. That's why I bought a bunch of them too, because like you were saying from this last summer, dead drifting those things. I'm like, yeah, that I can see how that could play. Oh man, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now I got all my gear organized, flies tied. Like, man, I'm just ready to go out and feel a tug somewhere. <laughs> me too we need to uh yeah we need to get out and go do it yeah god i was so jazzed up for this weekend and and monday or however many days we were to stay if it was good but we're just gonna have to go to plan b yeah gotta go to plan b and we'll we'll shoot for later in the season it'll be good i'll just keep watching weather and then um you know get the report there and once it starts fishing good we'll just shoot over and see if we can't catch some of those things so we'll still make it happen and um yeah we got to look to maybe connect like um this weekend like i know there's supposed to be a bunch of snow but maybe friday won't be a bad travel day especially middle of Mm -hmm. the day and if the highways are melted and saturday definitely it's supposed to be like almost 40 degrees so uh yeah we should connect and go fish somewhere 
Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I, I'm, I'm ready to get out again, bad. So yeah, wherever, wherever we think it, uh, it'll play. Let's just go do it. Whether we got to run up and see Dan and and go fish up there, or whatever. I'm, I'm game. Ooh, that might be a plan. <laughs> yeah, we might have to go do that. Go hunt for a giant up there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was looking at weather and stuff, but God, up there you can have frostbit fingers and it'll still fish, won't it? Yeah, it'll still play up there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, and that's something I've never done either. So it's like, God, let's. I, I say we go do that. I'd say we do too. Yeah, we're like a, a little bit after the brown spawn, a little bit before the rainbow spawn, but I think there'll still be some really good fish in the system. Oh yeah, and just and the post spawn, just feed, chasing big, chasing bugs too. I've caught some big browns after they spawn. You know, when they get back to trying to put on some weight, it's like. Oof, caught some of my biggest ones. Oh, we got to give Dan a call. Yeah, we might have to head over there. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Well, right on, man. Um, gonna be fishing here before we know it. Couple days out. Just need a little bit warmer weather, but it's gonna happen here. But um, thanks a bunch, man. I always appreciate it. I always love the conversations. Yeah, a lot of fun, man. Thanks. Yeah, cool.